welcome to another episode of Right Run Geek Show. We are your host Shankar and Vishnu. Yeah, now that uh, you won't get confused anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's why we thought we'll start with video uh, this time and experiment a little bit. This uh, is not awkward at all. <laughs> this is not at all. Uh, we we are not feeling awkward at all, and um, this seems to be quite natural. This seems to come quite natural for us. Yeah, it's like you know we are born to do this. Exactly. That I think kind of we have had a lot of requests uh, coming in saying that we should start doing video, but I never thought it would be so difficult to do this. Yeah, but uh, we have taken the first step. Hopefully, it'll go <laughs> you know in the direction we expect it to. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I mean, it was easy for us to fool people, seeing saying that we are in our studio and we are recording this, that, and all. Now they can really see where we are. <laughs> but this has a lot of drawbacks, man. Like I can't pick my nose anymore. Yeah, you need to be more decent. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So anyway, let's uh, jump right into the episode. Uh, so this episode, we're going to talk about something we are facing currently. We are in the sense uh, the people in Bangalore. Right. Uh so we are facing a crisis right now uh, in the form of water shortage. Mm-hmm. So this has been going on for some time and uh, there are a lot of people who have been uh, getting water using water trucks and all that. Right. And uh, it's just getting worse and worse. So I thought you know why don't we just check out what's happening here and uh, how severe the case is because even uh, in our area a few months back when there was like you know proper drought kind of setting we also had to like get a few tra- tankers uh, to fill up our uh, Tank. tanks yeah so uh, i was wondering you know i'll just uh, delve into it and you know figure out what's going wrong yeah i think you have most you're probably given a complete overview about what the problem is and uh, this as you can see is a little uh, deviation from what we generally do we generally uh, find out some interesting topic and go deep into it this we wanted to do this because uh, as we were researching and reading about this and we came across certain uh, you know articles and documentaries and stuff this is really a scary thing and uh, if someone thinks that we are very safe and this is a thing that is coming in the future we are very wrong because we don't have many number of years before uh, bangalore is going to run out of water and recently uh, chennai was in news because chennai kind of completely went dry um you know without yeah, water at all they they went without a rain for 200 days mm-hmm. 200 right and uh, even after they got some rain it, it's not that great though and even in bangalore this year rains have not been that great it's been you know once in a while kind of a thing uh, whereas this is mid of june right more than more than half of june has passed and still we don't have the rains that we should be expecting at this point yeah and it was a lot more uh, warmer this year than yep. uh, how it used to be so uh, we'll start with talking about how bangalore was and you know compare it with yeah, the present yeah i think so, i can talk a little bit about bangalore i think we used to visit bangalore once in a while yeah. because we had our cousins and our you know uncle has been here since a long time so i remember during school days during vacations we used to come here and my memory of bangalore and we used to usually come sometime in october december yeah, now yeah. this time right and my memory of bangalore is this very uh, beautiful cold mornings uh, with you know uh, with mist and sometimes there there used to be fog and stuff and it used to be this very cold beautiful morning with lo- they had a, we had a lot of gardens and parks those days green misty mornings and you know we used to go for walks and there were a lot of lakes and stuff so that is a bangalore that i had seen growing up and that was a bangalore i always thought i would come back to because 
as a kid i wanted to get a job and come to bangalore and settle down yeah it was truly a land of gar- like it was a city of garden city right. and also like a land of lakes city of so lakes. a city of lakes yeah, yeah. so uh, that was a thing but uh, we are talking about 90s and to early 2000s yeah what right? i'm yeah i i, I remember specifically remember coming uh, back in 99 year 99 uh, i stayed here for a few days we all stayed here for a few days and i used to go for walks with my with our cousins right it would it used to be so beautiful and i always used to think you know if i'm settling down somewhere this is the place that's going to be you it, it happened it. <laughs> yeah it did happen so yeah but what i'm talking about is like little more further back right. somewhere around like 60s and 17s uh, interesting fact did you know that uh, winston churchill visited bangalore in 1890s Oh he did come to India so yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah so he visited Bangalore and he he loved the place because mm-hmm. you know it's almost like a hill station kind of place and you have uh, you know a climate which is almost comparable with european ones right and it actually extended up to like 70s and uh, 60s and 70s it seems so i read one article which is uh, written by a native bangalorean mm-hmm. and uh, she was talking about uh, the time when she grew up which was like 60s and 70s and she was like you know what back then it was like the home of uh, the the place where retired people come and settle right mm. and uh, pensioners paradise yes pensioners paradise and she was talking about how uh, people after getting married this used to be a place <laughs> where you, they used to come right. and you know enjoy their honeymoon and all that so it was almost like you know you can compare the climate of bangalore with western countries or with what ooty and kodaikanal yeah, kind so of yeah so it was uh, back then it was like that and uh, there were like lot of water bodies around like 280 lakes and uh, what is that uh, there were like less people back then right so in the 70s they have we had around like 1.62 million people in bangalore which has increased by uh, in 2012 we have we had 9 million <laughs> so from 1.62 in 1970s we uh, had 9 million in two th- uh, 2009 and by 2018 uh, it reached 11 and by 2030 it is expected to be at 20 million right so we came to bangalore in 2009 so i think it was just shy of um, about 9 million that time i yeah. think would have been somewhere around 7 and 8 So okay. so what we are hearing is that by two, uh, 2030 we would be like you know one of the 50% people who were already here you know wow. uh, like yeah we we are like proper bangaloreans by that <laughs> cause that that is still 11 more years to go which would be a t- little bit more than what we have already stated yeah so what we can see is like uh, from 1970 to like 2000 there were like a two uh, 244% increase in population and wow. from uh, 2000 to 2011 it was like it grew by 47%. It's still not stopping because being the silicon valley and the opportunity that you get here people are just coming from all across the country right. to, you know to make their dreams come true. You know what um, the thing the 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 main thing to think about is it's not just the IT crowd that's coming in for a city to set up for uh, it like we have lot of it companies even i work for one of them there is a lot of support system that comes in you know you need more restaurants and you need more uh, let's say shops and stuff so there are more traders coming in uh, more people coming and working for restaurants so it's not just the it co- crowd crowd and the engineers who are coming in there's a lot of other section of uh, the society which comes in as well for support services as, yeah the as tertiary such. side everyone yeah. even uh, we have a lot of farmers trying to right, move right. Uh, close to the city 
so that you know they can sell their products for higher prices because it's a city which is booming and all and this is contributing to the uh, you know inflow of a great amount of population every single day yeah and with the increase of population yes we do need a lot of natural res- resources to sustain and one of those resources water and uh, yeah it has gone up you know shot up a lot the mm. requirement of water but the problem is that with people coming in at an alarming rate right we need more land too for them to settle right. so what has happened is, is like uh, there were like 280 water bodies mm-hmm. 280 plus water bodies in 1970s but currently we have only 80 so where the hell did all these things vanish well i i think we can uh especially the place where we used to stay earlier jp nagar side right there used to be this lake uh, putenhalli lake is what it was called there was so much land being encroached that the l- one side of the entire lake was covered with apartments and stuff and i remember there was a drive where uh, you know government kind of tried to demolish a lot of those houses it got yeah. it got stopped midway yeah. i think there was some appeal or something yeah like where that. will they go to like yeah. you can't I don't know who it's like some, blame, it's like some yeah. builder buys the land and he sells it to someone and these people who have no idea about the history of that land come and buy buy these apartments and in the end they and get into trouble. Of course they don't look at you know who authorized it or who owns it and what you have to do. They won't have proper papers also. That's right. So that kind of stuff happens and you know yeah. So uh, from 280 the number of uh, water bodies had decreased to like 80 and most of these places now we have high rise buildings mm. or stadiums or like other facilities i think which uh, is that kantirva stadium kantirva stadium stadium uh, is uh, built on a lake <laughs> right which actually you know baffled me like seriously mm. <laughs> so uh, yeah around like 80% of the city is uh, filled with concrete you know you have a concrete jungle now right. which has actually stopped water from you know uh, going underneath and replenishing so there the is no rainwater harvesting that is happening because of uh, yeah uh, like the thing is like rainwater harvesting has been made uh, a mandatory thing to do but you never know like how many people are following it right uh, especially you know land encroachers they will build, just build and you know never think about it they'll just sell it off and go off uh, i think the the major builders and all i think they take care of it but still you, know, you have no idea how many of them get away with it right so the groundwater level uh, is being depleted there's one more reason why uh, the groundwater level is uh, reducing at an alarming rate so uh, most of the countries in the world like especially like the western side they all uh, get water from you know water bodies mm-hmm. but here in india there is a culture especially in kerala and all that with every home you have one well right that's right so what we are doing is like we are actually using up the groundwater right so in in bangalore right now we have like there's a trend that whenever you build a building or like you there's have a bore well yeah, which yeah there's a bore well which yeah, comes along right. with that so it is said that every day there are like six people who are applying for permission to get a bore well a dug for their uh, you know property mm-hmm. so uh, with more bore, bore well uh, the what we are doing is like we are uh, drinking up all the water yeah from the ground and the water and, table goes yeah, down and the water table goes down so uh, now so just yeah. to just to explain what yeah. water table is um so underneath 
the ground there is a water le- there, there is ground water right the level of water is called water table um, so with more usage of this ground water the the level goes down that means you have to dig deeper and deeper and deeper to get that same amount of water yeah. so what was the water table like yeah, uh, like so, 10 years ago so 10 years ago interesting fact it was around like you know 200 300 feet that means you have to drink uh, dig 200 300 feet to find water and currently it's around like 10 times more around like uh, 2000 feet man that means in some time it's going to be you have to dig 1 kilometer down the soil to reach water probably you won't get it there to you know right. probably we'll just deplete it Completely. on a whole you know right. it'll become an extinct thing hmm. i don't know man so uh, there has been like a 10 10 10 times increase in uh, yeah. uh, decrease in water table hmm. in the water table yeah so uh, what attributes to this so the digging of bore wells is one of the major issue which has led to this and uh, when i dug up deep about this the thing is that there are like there, there were not like proper regulation set for you know how uh, how many bore wells you can have in a vicinity and all mm-hmm. that so over the past 10 years people whenever they build a home or like someone uh, get a new property they'll just dig bore wells and they'll use it up so naturally yeah the water table has decreased and it has been at its lowest right now and so talking about builders and that part where you have a lot of land which were actually water bodies being turned into a uh, high rise building and apartment complexes and all that uh, where do you get all the materials to make all these buildings you need sand right, right? so there have been like many illegal activities when it uh, happening when it comes to sand uh, mining so uh, these encroachers they'll go and uh, take sand from all these water bodies or from the river, uh, lake basin and all that and it has actually reduced the capacity of these water bodies to mm-hmm. uh, you know retain water right so that has also led uh, to the decrease of water bodies from 280 to like 80% <laughs> and uh, one interesting fact is that even though we have around like 80 water bodies majority of these things are like so polluted that uh, we can't even bathe well belandur belandur lake is one classic i think it's a international phenomenon right yeah. now because i was watch i was as we were doing research for this episode i was you know going through youtube uh, to find some related videos and stuff i saw one french tv channel they had a news piece on belandur lake wow Okay. they were talking about how this uh, the city called the silicon valley of india bangalore had a lake uh, on which there was this f- you know it has this white foam coming out of yeah. it and i have personally seen that i was driving to office once i was taking a different route so i saw this coming out of the lake and onto the road and all that and once in a while it catches fire as well yeah i've seen it a few times so uh, one of the interesting stories that i've uh, i read about this belandur lake is that uh, there is this lady who lived uh, you know around like 20 30 years in us mm. so uh, the house she had there was like next to a lake right and she had this amazing view and she was like when i come back to like bangalore i want, I want place, a lake view next to yeah <laughs> a lake so that i can get the lake view then uh, she and i'm not joking i think i've seen a lake view apartment right next to belandur lake it's called lake view I, i know where you're coming to <laughs> yeah so she <laughs> she bought a apartment which is right next to belandur so that she can have a proper view right and 
now she regrets it she has a proper view right <laughs> she has a proper view and it's like every other day it catches <laughs> or uh, catches fire it does it does and it's and, too dangerous as well and sometimes it starts smelling Stinking. so bad right. that the smell won't go for like 5 days or something and I, so there are like so much of industrial you know waste and affluence all those things which are like sent into that water body that it's first it's not uh, let's not talk about you know drinking it right we are not supposed to even bathe in it and not even supposed to breathe those gases yeah, which are coming yeah. out and yeah. you know this also brings up an interesting uh, topic because i had a conversation with one of my colleagues and um, he's he's from bangalore and he settled here and he has his own house and stuff so i was just telling him you know uh, the expectations that are set by the relatives uh, the moment you come to bangalore and you settle down with a job they're like oh now you have to get an apartment or a house here and all that they always think about oh now that you're settled in life you have good income next thing you need to do is buy a house and settle down in bangalore so he was giving me advice he's like dude listen to me and you will thank me in 10 years if you if you really listen to what i'm saying i have a house here never buy a house in bangalore that's what he said and i think it makes sense because if things are going the way it is right now in maybe by 2025 this would be a city which which would be very difficult to live in you look uh, at the traffic you look at uh, the water depletion and stuff like that you're just putting yourself into a place which see i really love bangalore bangalore is my most favorite city okay and as i said i used to dream about coming to bangalore i i don't regret it you know it has given me everything that i have right now but is it a place that you want to settle down and live next 50 years of your life probably not so i'm just you know from mentioners paradise exactly <laughs> so i do you really want to settle down here so i am thinking so when i am having this discussion about buying a property apartment blah blah and all that my mind is saying that you should move as much away from cities right if you really want a place to um, live out your rest of your life find a place somewhere deep enough you know a place where you can breathe the air yeah live here pay rent whatever it is uh, go back. once you're done just go back <laughs> oh yeah so that is that is my thought i'm not pushing this into someone else if you if you is he not you know what if you have recently bought a house good this is this is amazing no, no, we right? just you know we'll take it all back it's all fine it's all fine <laughs> yeah yeah so um uh, getting back to the point we uh, bangalore okay so the water in bangalore it's supplied by this organization called bangalore water supply and sewerage board BWSSB. which is bwssb right so uh, on an average they supply 1.4 billion liters of water <laughs> holy <laughs> to the city what? okay <laughs> and guess what it does not satisfy, uh, satisfy our needs still it still does I not i think we are some 800 million uh, yeah 800 lacking, million right? liters we are lacking by 800 million liters so that means we need 2.2 billion uh, liters yes and uh, one issue with uh, you know uh, pumping this water mm-hmm. from most yeah so the thing is like we get this water from kaveri okay kaveri river hi uh, people from tamil nadu yeah. <laughs> you know what we are talking about <laughs> no i don't know <laughs> yeah so uh, most of this water we, they, it's pumped from kaveri right. and it takes around like 6 million uh, dollars or something in uh, electricity charges to like pump it into the city 6 million per month uh, every month yeah wow. <clears throat> so uh, that's how much it costs and the funny thing is that during transit around like 40% of this water leaks 
Yeah. So we are we For. Uh, the uh, what is that? Yeah, BWSSB. They are pumping 1.4 billion liters of water into the city every day. Into the city every day, and 40% of it leaks. Uh, after 40% leaks, we still are have a deficit of like you know 800 million liters of so water. So if that 40% is not leaking, we are good, right? probably so all you need to do is go and fix those leaks you know how how what happens when you're trying to fix those leaks right you can see you know just get out of there and you can see what is happening to the road the main road is yeah <laughs> well so next time when you uh, you know swear at the people who are fixing the pipeline outside your house just remember this they're just trying to fix the leaks don't be angry at them let them fix the leaks and you know try to save some more water yeah So uh, that's the general statistics of right. how much water we need and how much water we are getting and uh, the rest of the needs are uh, satisfied by water ta- uh, tanks uh, tankers so oh, that is a different so, uh, story uh, yeah uh, what i came to know is that by 2012 there were like lot of places in whitefield which do, uh, uh, does not you know get water and uh, mm, ran, out they, water. ran out of water and they are relying on water tanks since then and they sh- they would be charging exorbitant rates yeah so whenever uh, it's not just in white field it seems mm-hmm. so whenever there is the summer and you know you you are uh, you don't get water uh, at the right time and you're like calling for this tankers so what they do is like even they are getting this water from bore wells right yeah and you know how bad the conditions of bore wells right, are right. you can't actually blame them but still you can blame them for they're what just, they're doing they're just uh, yeah. exploiting the situation yeah, yeah, that yeah. is something yeah, that deserves yeah. a blame so so uh, what they are doing is like earlier one tank would be around like 500 bucks now they're charging up to like 700 800 and mm. even up to like 1400 rupees for like one tank and uh, the thing is that uh, when uh, one of the tanker guy was interviewed he said that earlier like probably like 5 6 years back from a borewell they used to get probably like 10 tanks right. of water every day but now it has reduced like three or four so what can they do they can't do anything so what they do is like who uh, they'll auction it off oh, whoever yeah. pays the more uh, pays more money they'll sell it to them and when it comes to see water is something that is absolute necessary necessary in life necessary it's a basic necessity right and you cannot put a price to it so you cannot uh, you know if if you're not ready to pay there is always someone else who wants yeah. it that's what and our reliance on groundwater is what is what it's messing right. it up and we don't now that we don't have like water bodies mm-hmm. which are like serving proper drinking water that's another issue so we have to rely on kaveri we are sorry we are sorry people from tamil nadu we have to rely on kaveri and uh, it has to be pumped from you know where kaveri is right mysore mandya it has to travel around like 100 kilometers and right. come to bangalore so it's an uphill battle so uh, and yeah. uh, one and of the uh, one other issue why this is happening is like there are like lot of subsidies when it comes to agriculture and all that right for irrigation they give uh, free electricity and water so what sometimes uh, this far these farmers do is like they'll just leave it open and be like mm-hmm. yeah let uh, my crops get proper water <laughs> so that is one other issue which is led right. to this but it's not a major issue but how we are using it and how we are like exploiting the groundwater and how we treat the water bodies has all culminated in this thing including uh, the increased number of people migrating to the city mm-hmm. so at this rate uh, bangalore is set to deplete its groundwater by 2020 
that is next year next year yes well time to look for an on site so <laughs> <laughs> so what we are what we are saying is that you know what uh, bore wells will dry up and we'll have to rely on kaveri water mm. or on the trucks which are providing water at you know higher costs mm. so, so one other issue we are facing because of uh, water crisis like it's an indirect uh, indirect effect where farmers are using this polluted water from you know uh, belandur lake or something i'm not sure if it's belandur but they are using this water for irrigation mm. so what happens is, here is that these polluted water which gets into the food stream and we are actually uh, having food which is poison right so uh, they they actually go to the market saying that you know it's made out of uh, water which is uh, pure but uh, they have to lie to our faces because they also have to live right yeah i think um, we, we all, all understand the seriousness of this and uh, at least in my life the change lot of changes have happened after i started researching about this i've stopped taking shower and using the shower i'm just you know filling water in a bucket and taking shower because that will make sure that you're not wasting water you're just using enough water to take shower i urge everybody to do that because every single drop that you can save you know is water saved so if you are not if you are not realized we are in deep trouble at this point i think um what can be done maybe severe punishment for the encroachers you know cleaning of lakes and other water bodies and you know uh, uh, treating the water that comes out of industries and all that before they are let into lakes and all those things yeah so a couple of facts like uh by interna- international standard every person should get around like 150 liters of water every day mm-hmm. but what we are getting is like around 100 max mm-hmm. and we use around like 20 liters for like flushing and right. you know drinking and all that and the rest of the water is used for like washing your car or those kind of stuff mm-hmm. so we can actually if you put put an effort right we can, we act- can actually reduce the amount of water which we actually use and uh, there are other things like you know you can start rainwater harvesting because uh, because now we have like around 80% of the city being like a concrete jungle there's no way for water to penetrate and go inside so even if we look at our home uh, the, the the surrounding place it's all concrete right so water cannot go go down and you know replenish the groundwater so that's one thing which uh, we have to like start doing and then there is uh, the another uh, another issue which probably the government can work on is like fixing I think leaking water they are trying their best to do that at pipes, places yeah. at least and best thing we can do is try not to you know um, uh, cause them <laughs> or rather not create a problem for them if they are trying to do this yeah so i think this is one thing that we wanted to discuss and i hope that you know our listeners also have got some awareness about what crisis we are going through and what where we are going to end up very soon so um, you yeah. know next time you are taking a shower or wasting water please keep these things in mind yeah this is not uh, something you can you know uh, take lightly yeah. because uh, it said that you know by 2020 there won't be any groundwater and you have to rely on pipe pipe water and, and it's that, not so. a problem of the, of the future like yeah. some asteroid might come and hit earth in the future and i'll not be alive for that but this is something that's going to happen in your lifetime and very soon like next year is what we are talking about so better take this seriously think about how much water you're wasting don't leave the tap o- open don't wash your car every day it's not required at all <laughs> once a week is fine twice a week is fine just wipe it it's okay but you know please think about this this is the present and you can do something about absolutely. it absolutely so i think that's a wrap and thank you so much for listening to us 
um thanks this, for watching us <laughs> in case this goes live um and this is writer and geek signing off for today thank you so much